Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Our guest today is one of the most successful and durable athletes New Zealand has ever produced, as well as becoming a provincial representative in tennis and netball and a national representative in touch rugby and rugby seven. She is best known for her incredible feats for the National 15-a-side team. The 2014 World Rugby Hall of Fame inductee enjoyed two decades in the Black Ferns, missing just four possible tests between 1991 and 2010. In December 2021, she became the first woman to be awarded the Steinlager Salva for outstanding service to New Zealand rugby, and we are utterly thrilled and privileged to welcome into the programme Anna Richards. Anna, thanks so much for dropping by. Uh, I know it's a really busy time for you. So much going on with that, the World Cup on. Thanks for giving up some of that. Thanks, Anna. No worries. Uh, happy to be here um, uh, and chat to you guys. Anna, um, reading that little intro from Adam Julian, and it goes on, and it's a wonderful piece. Uh, just go to allblacks.com. You, you can find it there if you actually want to read it in its entirety um, to, the, to the listeners. Uh, it, it sounds like you were born with sporting apparel in every hand, foot, the head possible. It was fair to say it was a, a rich sporting childhood for you? Yeah, I was lucky enough my parents really supported us as um, uh, kids and we were we were told, pick a sport and we'll support whatever you want to do. So my sister was a great uh, athlete and I didn't want to do what she did, so I went and played tennis. And yeah, so just went from there, played a bit of netball obviously, at school, and then got into rugby at university. Really? It wasn't a university? So 18, 18 nah. years of age is the first time you sort of kick a ball in anger? No, 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 but about 20, 21. Because I, I went up to uh, Canterbury University. I, I worked for a year at uh, like a zoo, and then I went up there and um, played netball uh, for Canterbury. And uh, so I really didn't pick the ball up till I was about 22. Anna, what was it that growing up, I mean, I don't know, for me personally, I had something that just wanted me to be a better cricketer every day. I used to wake up and that's all I could think about. Obviously, you didn't think about rugby at that stage, but did you have, you know, a fire in the belly and something that just motivated you to be amazing at sport? Well, I just enjoyed it and I think when you find something you enjoy and you're reasonably good at it, it's, it's easy to uh, work hard at it. Um, it's when you get into something that's not quite so enjoyable, <laughs> it's hard to work hard. But yeah, I was lucky enough that I was pretty good at sports, so um, that was fun. So was that the reason behind sort of the transition to, to rugby? Was it a, a case of you fell out of love with tennis or netball or more a pure infatuation for rugby itself when you got to uni? No, like I was playing a lot of netball when I went to uni and it was, uh, I got dropped from the Canterbury netball team and it's an, it's an old story but I, I got dropped um, and my Canterbury netball coach's husband was Laurie O'Reilly 
who was also my law lecturer at the time, and he asked me to come down to watch rugby, which for him was a euphemism for I'm going to throw you on the field. And, yeah, so it was probably, it was probably the first time I'd ever had Sundays free, and so I, I went down to watch the game, and he threw me on. Only only game I ever played without a mouth guard, never did that again. <laughs> <laughs> so this, Laurie's a hugely influential figure in your life then as a result. Yeah, no, Laurie was great. And, and the best thing was, like, I came along and, and I found that I was actually really quite good at, at rugby. Like, I think everybody, if you search long enough, you're going to find something you're unbelievably good at. And you just got to keep searching for it. And lucky enough, you know, Laurie introduced me to rugby and I found out I was pretty good at it. And, and I love playing it. I love the people who, who played it and were involved in rugby. And, yeah, I, was, I think I was very lucky I found it when I did. So Anna, you'd be a huge advocate then, which um, is, is going around in sport at the moment, is play lots of different sports until you find that one sport that you actually fall in love with. But at what age do you think that should be um, where the, the kids do flick that switch and almost not become professional, but specialise, I guess? I mean, I'm a great advocate of, of kids playing as much as they can in their school years played lots of different sports because they, you know, the skills transfer between the sports as well. Um, and just play as much as you want and then and as many as you can. And then, like, when you get out of school, that's a great time to make a good decision on what you want to do going forward. How quickly from the first game of rugby to rep stuff? It's almost immediate, is it, Anna? I'm just trying to do the maths in my mind. Oh, for me? Uh, yeah, I made yes. the Canterbury netball team, uh, Canterbury rugby team, the year that I started playing. <laughs> so, what you, your fifth or sixth game of rugby is a rep game, and then beyond that, how quickly you're into the New Zealand system? Uh, there wasn't a New Zealand team until '89, so there's no New Zealand team; it's only provincial. And then in '89, I was up. I just left Canterbury University, and I was up doing law professionals up in Auckland and I wasn't playing rugby um, uh, so I kind of missed out on that first uh, team in 89 but then um, I went into the team in 1990 when they picked it. What, what was it Anna that you'd absolutely loved about the game? Was it the, the team camaraderie? Was it the personal um, competitive nature that you had to try and get better and better? What, what keep you driven over the, the 20 years? Uh, yeah, like the game of rugby for me is a bit like a chess game, and I really, I really like the uh, the cerebral part of it. I like the running, you know, the running, the contact. Um, I always tell the girls, in your brain, it's up here for thinking. Yeah, point at your feet, down there for dancing, girls. Um, but <laughs> and I think I always, yeah, I always did want to become better. So I'd pick a, a skill every season that I'd really concentrate on. You know, especially at the start, it was, you know, pass left and right. Then it was kicking. And, you know, so you, you, can, never, you can never stop not getting better because once you do that, you might as well quit. Well, was there ever any niggle between the back line and the forwards? God, no, I love my forwards. <laughs> <laughs> Spoken Mate, they, like they a they true team. They got me the ball, so I, I got a big ups to them, man. Got to love them and support them.
<laughs> but also tell them when they might be a little bit off the mark. He says as diplomatically as possible. Let's be frank, all good tens, nines, tens. I know you played a bit of nine. You're all loudmouths at the end of the day, aren't you, Anna? Uh, yeah, we all think we know what we're talking about, to be honest. And then we just bluff it most of the time. But no, <laughs> I, I, I started as a nine and then I, I shifted to ten. And I really like ten because you were kind of controlling things on the field. And I, I kind of like that, so um, I, I just enjoyed enjoyed playing, and that, that's kind of why I played for far too long, was just because it was so much fun. I try and tell people yeah. I, I hung around between the years and the black friends because I was waiting for them to pay me, but, you know, it's not true. It's because <laughs> I had fun. Well, well, New Zealand rugby only officially brought in women's rugby under its umbrella, what, 1993, according uh, to the profile written by Adam Julian. Uh, the first test, official test, is in 1994. This is... You know, you know, some six years after you'd left uh, uh, Canterbury, um, but boy, you, you went on and you had so many highs, so many moments you probably cherish representing New Zealand, playing for our Black Ferns. I, I'm sure it's hard to separate what all the multiple world championships. But are there are there some that that sort of stick larger in your mind than others that you cherish a little bit more? Uh, I suppose '98, the first World Cup we won was also a World Cup I played with my sister. She was in the team, so that was kind of special. Um, uh, playing up for the New Zealand Sevens team up in um, Hong Kong, playing on that Hong Kong uh, Sevens field was amazing. Um, and I suppose the one uh, the one World Cup that I really let myself um, have fun in, because I knew it was my last, was the two-team World Cup. So I think sometimes I was really too focused on the outcome previous to that, and I didn't, enjoy, you know, didn't stop and smell the daisies, as they say, stop and smell the roses. So that, and um, I had had an awful lot of fun playing for Auckland through the years. Loved playing for them, uh, and obviously I started, I started college rifles with Chucky Lemon, and they're a special club, special group of people. Gee, you must have made so many friends along the way. I, I'm thinking and reading about this 1998 uh, World Championship side. It, it seemed like the whole backline, bar one, you all play touch for New Zealand as well. You literally couldn't get away from each other. Yeah, there was. I think it was only um, Analia Rush who wasn't in the New Zealand touch team. Yeah, it's great, great backline. So good bunch of girls. Still friends with all of them. It's actually funny this this World Cup at the moment. It's just like a big reunion. So I was chatting to a few, um, a few American girls last night who I played against in the 91 World Cup. It's crazy. I haven't seen them since then. <laughs> Seeing a lot of um, English girls I played against through the years. and It's just been amazing, this World Cup. Well, Anna, I, I'm looking at tours, and one of the things I used to do with my itinerary was look at you know windows of where we were going to be. Queenstown was generally a favourite in the domestic circuit, but I'm looking at... You talk, speak about the, the team in 98. Well, it looks like you spent two weeks in Amsterdam from the 2nd of May to the 16th of May. You played Germany um, in Scotland, Amsterdam. Spain, England, and the USA. Yeah, you started off with a hiss and a roar, 134-6, but the, the points generally went down from there. Did you have, <laughs> did you have a great tour in Amsterdam? <laughs> Had a wonderful tour in Amsterdam. The, the only problem was that the NZA, you knew how bad Amsterdam could have been. So they stuck us about an hour and a half outside of Amsterdam at this little way station <laughs> of the hotel and gave us no transport. So they were very smart in their planning.
but but it was also quick turnarounds. Yes. So you so played on the second of May, three days, and then it was a four day, another three day, and then another four day turnaround. I mean, that must have been tough. Yeah. So all the World Cups, oh, the, the '91 World Cup had even tougher. It was like every second, every second or third day. Um, but every World Cup up to this World Cup was always a four day turnaround. This World Cup's the first time they've had a seven day turnaround. Mm. So treating them finally with respect. Uh, we would argue, yeah. uh, Anna. D- did you feel, and, and it's, you know, you, you were there, like, did you feel fully embraced by New Zealand rugby throughout, or was it more towards the latter end, or, or never at all? You know, I'd love to get your thoughts on that. Um, I think, no, I, w- I never felt fully embraced by NZRU. Um, at times, they were better, and other times, they were worse than their support. Mm. How would you judge it now? I still think they've got quite a way to go. I, I think they've made steps, but there's probably miles on their journey to go. Do you think that is fair, or am I being a little bit unfair? No, I think it's totally fair. You know, sometimes I think some of it's a bit of lip service, and you've got to, you know, I'd like to see more of the board actually coming to the World Cup. You don't, you haven't seen many of them at the World Cup events this time round. So, I mean, they're putting more and more money in, which is great. They're supporting the girls. Um, great to see the, the test schedule for the Black Ferns getting better and better. But, you know, things can, things can always be better. How did, you, how did you cope with being the best possible athlete you wanted to be? We all know how you know, maniacal and the desire top athletes to... Uh, tend to be in that space to having a life and a successful professional life to boot? Um, well, I only lasted being a lawyer for five years and they didn't really like my rugby. So I ended up uh, quitting law and I was lucky enough to go and work for Duffy Books and Homes for 13 years and they allowed me to work part time and train and do really well in my sport. So I was super, super lucky for the support I got from uh, Duffy Books. Anna, uh, one of the but things yeah. uh, in your... C- oh, sorry, carry on, Anna. Bit I just say, let's, let's, uh, let's be frank, I didn't make any money when I was playing, and working part-time didn't make me a, a, a millionaire. So at the moment, I own a bike and a very old bed, and that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and I wanted to get to the point because you're probably battling with that every month, paycheck to paycheck, you know, weighing up. I absolutely love the sport. I love the opportunities it's giving me, but I'm not getting back. Life's expensive. Was that was that a constant weight on your shoulders? No. Like, I just enjoyed it. I was, I was able, you know, I was really well supported by College Rifles. Um, uh, I lived in their houses for a while. Uh, for a number of years at a reduced rent, um, so they supported me there. Like, it was just, I just enjoyed it. I, I never was really yeah. hung up about the money side of things at all. As long as I had enough money to eat and live, that was fine. I absolutely love this attitude. Anna Richards is our legend. Uh, she's with us here, uh, International Rugby Hall of Famer. I'd love to get to that on in just a moment. But, Anna, I, I often like asking um, our, our guests in the segment if you're to scout yourself as a player, 
how would you describe yourself? If you were watching tape of you in your, in your pomp, what do you think your relative strengths and weaknesses were? <laughs> so when I, when I started, <laughs> I would have said I was a triple threat. I could run past him. But then I think I added to that I was a great tactician and a great manipulator on the field, and I really understood the game. So by by that stage, I wasn't the greatest runner, but I thought, you know, I had a great rugby brain and, and an appreciation for what happened on the pitch. Is there a player going around now who reminds you of you? Oh, I don't know. I think she's way better than me, but uh, Lou DeMont is... Yeah, is a great player, you know, uh, wonderful, triple threat. Um, just she's, I think she's been one of the players of this World Cup. She's really impressed me, Lou, and a really nice girl. Works really hard, bright. You know, she's got everything. Well, Anna, you talk about triple threat, but I actually reckon you were quad, quadruple threat because you captained one game, underrated as a captain, on the twenty sixth of October two thousand five versus England at Hamilton. Played one as yeah, captain, won one as captain, 24-15. Yeah, unbeaten. Underrated? Un- unbeaten captain, you know, 100% winning record. Well, yeah, like I was uh, a vice captain for a while, but to be honest, I like not being captain. You know, I like being in control on the pitch, and yeah. I like having all that responsibility off the pitch. So I like the best of both worlds. <laughs> why, why do you think that was? Why did you not want to take that leadership uh, armband? Um, off the captain and, and lead both on and, and off the field? Well, look, I was part of the leadership group. I didn't really um, want the mental as captain off the pitch. Well, mm. not that I didn't. Like, if they'd offered it to me, I would have done it. But it wasn't something I got hung up about. And, look, I was lucky enough to play under the likes of Farah Palmer. Um, yeah. Fraggle was an awesome... Uh, captain, so you know, I, I was lucky that I had the, the people who were captain. I'm very happy for them to be the captain. I need a couple more you know, for Helen me. We'll let you go. Yeah, yeah. I, I, we won't keep you too much longer because it's a big day. Um, Hall of Famer. What what does it mean to be known as a Hall of Famer? Yeah. So I kind of got this email. They were telling me that I was going to be inducted. And it's it's massive. Um, now that I understand it and, and understand the uh, the it's, I suppose it's prestige, but it's more the recognition. And you know they look at a whole body of of work, and um, just privileged. And I think it's also a reflection of the teams I was lucky enough to play in. I think that um, I, you know I was in a able to play in a purple period of um, uh, the black fans and, and I think that's probably helped me a lot, you know, getting into the Hall of Fame. And there's an official ceremony, is it, currently going on during this tournament? Yes, it's happening today. So um, I'm uh, currently on the um, Hall of Fame induction panel. So um, we're inducting six athletes today, some wonderful, six wonderful um, uh, women who have done some marvellous things in rugby and, and it's going to be um, really awesome to see them recognised for what they've done and what they've achieved. Oh, that's so cool. Being inducted yourself in 2014, now inducting the new class in 2022. And I've got to ask you, we'll get you out on this one, how do you see the respective semi-finals going? Um, 
with all due respect to Canada, and I've got family in Canada, I love Canada, I, I don't give them much chance of any against England. They're just such a good professional outfit. But New Zealand v France, what's your gut telling you about that game? I think it's going to be a wonderful game. Um, I think it's going to be close. I think if we can get some parity at set piece, um, we'll, you know, and we can get some ball to our back line. I think we've got the back line of the tournament. Uh, just, we just got to get a little bit of parity up front. Um, but I, I think uh, France has been flying under the radar a little bit. They've just been getting the job done. And they're a great side too, and they'll be very happy that they've got Romain Menager back. So I think it's going to be such a good game today. I'm super excited. And yeah, I agree with you. I think um, England will just have too much firepower in their forward pack. Their forward pack's amazing. And they're so well drilled and they do everything so well. And I just can't see Canada um, staying with England up front. And a a last last question from me before we let you go. You're a real advocate and ambassador for the game, but what advice do you have for parents and those young girls and boys that are preparing to play, um, you know, a sport that they love? Yeah, like all I'd say is enjoy it and keep enjoying it. Work hard because talent only gets you so far. And, you know, you find the girls who, you know, they talk about cream rising to the top, it's usually the people who work the hardest and they have the talent. So go out there, but just keep on enjoying it because it's hard to work out if you're not enjoying stuff. Anna, thank you for being so generous with your time on, on such a busy day for you and uh, for World Rugby, the Women's Rugby World Cup. We really do appreciate it. Congrats on a brilliant career, and thanks for sharing some of those stories with us. We do appreciate your time. Thanks a lot, Anna. No worries. Okay, thanks, guys. Anna Richards joining us there, one of the very best to ever play for New Zealand Black Fern for, oh, just 20-odd years, Grant, just 20-odd years, you know.